And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us now on the program, he is the senior analyst, Animal Protein with Robo Bank. Our good friend Lance Zimmerman is with us here today. Lance, good to catch up with you, sir. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, I am. It's good to catch up with you before the holiday season really begins in earnest. Definitely. I know it's creeping up on us here. It is just a little over a couple of weeks away. So I know uh, we are definitely gearing up for the holiday season. And as we continue to get close to the end of the year, we got to start turning our attention to 2023, Lance. And I know Rumble Bank just released their global animal protein outlook for next year. Now let's focus in on the beef side. I know that's your wheelhouse. Uh, talk about what you guys found in your research with this report. Sounds like maybe a, a little bit of contraction uh, on the beef side next year. Yeah, I think the general message is total protein supplies across the globe up, uh, but beef uh, production across the globe steady to weaker. And the U.S. is driving that trend, Jesse. You know, as we look at it, and we've talked before, um, you know, we're in four years of cow herd contraction and eventually you have to pay that bill. Uh, we haven't had to yet. 2022 beef production will actually end up being a new record high and in fact, the fourth consecutive uh, record high in beef production for the U.S. But um, we've paid the piper enough through here. We've had some COVID-related disruptions that drug out that supply peak a little bit longer. Uh, as we go forward here, we're going to see some pretty significant declines in the U.S. beef production um, outlook as we look into next year. And basically, the type of declines we're talking about for next year will be significant enough that even if we have gains as we anticipate in Australia and Brazil and even to a certain extent Mexico, uh, those gains won't be enough to offset the declines that are likely coming not just next year for the U.S., but really the next several years. So what is uh, what is the dr biggest driver? Is it is it drought? Is it just supply chain challenges? Is it the you know, cost of everything going up? Is it inflation? I mean, what is the biggest driver? Do you think we're going to see this continued uh, contraction in the beef industry in the next year? A lot of it's literally just allowing beef production to catch up with what's happened in the countryside. You know, the cow-calf producer, they really started liquidating after the 19 highs, but we never had a chance to realize it. You know, in late 19, we had a packing plant fire. In 20, we had COVID back everything up. Even in 2021, we were liquidating so many heifers and into 2022, let's not forget what's happened this past year. Uh, we've had so many heifers we brought into the supply chain and we didn't keep in, inside the pasture gates, so to speak, uh, that it just takes a while. Then you layer in uh, how extreme the drought has been really over the last 18 months uh, and speeding up marketings. We went from a place where in 19 and 20, we slowed down marketings as supplies were still increasing and backed up everything to in 21 and 22, we really cleaned up all that mess and then sped up marketings from the cow-calf side all the way through feedlots due to drought. And we never really realized how many cows and calves were leaving the countryside. We're going to start to see that now. Uh, as we look at it, the very simple math that I like to tell everyone is expect that in the next year, we're going to lose more than a million head in cattle slaughter. And that means we're going to lose more than a billion pounds in beef production. Uh, those are significant year-over-year -year declines uh, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. Are you worried about the cost of feed when it comes to cattle going into next year as well? I know market volatility obviously has been a big issue, Lance. 
Yeah, you're going to have to be. I mean, obviously, with the price trend that's been in the grain markets here over the last month or so, uh, I think some of our our fears are subsiding just ever so slightly. Uh, But I was in a meeting last week and I had to laugh. Somebody said, hey, I'm just trying to deal with all these black swans. And I told him, well, by the very nature of that definition, as many as we're seeing, I don't think black swans are as rare as they used to be. Um, But you look at it uh, and what's going on in the feed grain side of things, Jesse, None of the situation that created the the forage and and grain environment from a price standpoint that we're in today uh, have subsided as we look ahead. We still have drought challenging supply issues. We still have the Russian-Ukraine conflict. We still have to battle the energy markets for keeping our corn and soybean acres in check. Uh, We still are going to have supply chain disruptions, whether it's port issues, whether it's getting barges down the Mississippi, whether it's railroad issues, hopefully those become lesser of an issue going forward. We're still going to have some disruptions to sort through. And of course, with high fuel prices, freight's not an option to move those uh, hay acres where or the hay production where we need to or corn production where we need to. So the market for feedstuffs is going to remain high. And that's certainly a stressor as I look ahead to this market next year, not just in terms of what it means for cattle feeding margins, but also what it means for how quickly can we rebuild this cow herd going forward. It's not a a one-year fix and we're back on the upswing again. We're talking at least two years down the road, maybe three years down the road before we can even use the E word, expansion, in our vocabulary again. Well, Lance, I know as well, on top of the uh, 2023 protein outlook, the uh, beef quarterly for quarter four just released from Bank as well. And it appears that a lot of the same points that uh, you guys found in your research for 2023 are already kind of pointing to those already in the quarter four beef quarterly, it appears, Lance. Yeah, for those of your listeners who are really honed in on what's going on in the beef markets, read the Global Protein Outlook, then go while you're there on the same website, the Robo Research website, go grab the fourth quarter beef quarterly and you're going to get a little bit deeper dive into all those things relative to the global beef market. Um, And especially uh, the, the feature article on that that we have is focused on, I think the exact title is, as the U.S. goes, so goes the world. So we really dive deeper into that idea I mentioned early on that the decline that we're going to go through in the U.S. is going to be so massive that it's going to be hard for the other global players to offset it. And so we're going to go through a four, five-year stretch where global beef supplies are likely to tighten. Uh, uh, The U.S. is going to lead that initiative and everybody else is going to follow along. And so when you think about that, it's not just supportive to prices in the U.S., there's quite a bit of optimism due to the supply decline that, that's happening here in terms of what it could mean for global prices as a whole. Well, I know that website, research.robobank.com. You could find both reports. Lance, before we run out of time, any final thoughts you have for us today? No, I would just say to your listeners, uh, thanks for the trust they place in us at Robobank. Uh, I don't take my job lightly as our senior beef cattle analyst. If they have any questions, reach out to uh, their Robo banker. Reach out to me in person. Uh, love to talk the markets. Love to talk what's going on in the cattle business. And happy holidays, everyone. Well, and again, you can find the details, research.robobank.com. And we appreciate the time. Happy holidays to you as well, sir, with that Lance Zimmerman, Senior Analyst, Animal Protein with Robobank. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Jesse. And that is all the time we have for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.